Hello, and welcome to All in Motion. I'm your host, Jake. Happy New Year to everybody. We made it, 22. This is episode 11, eSports Gaming. My next guest has a passion for many different things, but his most passion is definitely eSports. Ladies and gentlemen, Didi Odyssey. Didi, good to see you, man. Yeah, you too. It's been a minute. It's a pleasure to be on the All in Motion podcast finally, Jacob. So I really appreciate it. I'm glad you had me on. I know. Hey, hey man, honestly, you and I were speaking today earlier, and uh, I remember driving to uh, pick up some food. And I remember you, I really want to appreciate seriously what you said about you're like, you're doing it. Because I remember we were talking about uh, someone that uh, I was speaking about on a, on a, a, a platform for. Uh, you know, social media, but more for networking. You mm-hmm. remember I spoke about that? And they, mm-hmm. I was telling you that they were speaking about me, and I, w- I turned it off because remember, I was just focusing on these I'm Philadelphia and these different parts of Pennsylvania. I'm just focused on that, right? Right. And you gave me some, no, seriously, you gave me some really good feedback. You're like, dude, you're doing it. Yeah, I think for me, that's. And the, then even though I'm not monetizing yet, and you really gave me good, you great, yeah, it's not perfect, but you're still consistent on launching, you know. If it's every Thursday in terms of uh, doing an IG live, mm-hmm. and the next day you drop and publish an episode. Yeah, I mean, for me, the definition of success is actually taking action and doing what you, you know, intend on doing. So for me, you, you're doing that and you're like, you're like walking through the process of actually, you know, creating content and, you know, you have like a... You have like a whole team behind you and you're like learning. It's a learning curve, right? You're getting better. You, you you take feedback and try to make it better all the time. So yeah, right. So before we get going on the topic, can you can you uh, can you tell us who you are and where you're from? Um, so originally I'm Nigerian. I I came to the states in 2006 for college. I did um I studied accounting and finance, and then I um started my career at Ernst and Young. And currently, I work for a consulting firm, um, CFGI, in uh, like a finance transformation sort of role. And right now, I'm just like glad to be on the podcast. Pleasure to be talking to you. Ernst & Young. Can yes, you sir. give the audience a little bit of info? Who, who, who is Ernst & Young? Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't they, trust Fair me. enough. So Ernst & Young is a, is a public accounting professional services company. They're part of like the big four alongside Deloitte, PricewaterhouseCoopers, and KPMG. KPMG. So, I like how yeah. we said it at the same time, KPMG. Yeah, yeah. 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 so it's, awesome. uh, it was like... Why uh, did they say the big four, do you think? Um, well, it used to be the big eight before. So back in, I think, 2001, 2002, I'm not like a history major, but there was a huge scandal in corporate America, the Enron scandal. And like the... Auditors at the time, Arthur Anderson, got into some hot soup. So following that scandal and lots of regulations, there was then um, like consolidations between all these regional accounting firms. So there was, know, a, and I learned financial accounting. What was that? What was that? Uh, what was that actual? Uh, what was the name of that? The practice got put in place. The name of the what? When when, when it happened initially with uh, with uh, Enron, there was actual. What's the name? I can't remember now. It's just financial accounting. There was a practice that. Oh, there were. I think the main issue. F- no, but there was a practice that got put in place that they 
Oh, accounting yeah. practice, a new accounting practice. Got that, it. They, they, they created the PCAOB, which was like a watchdog that kind of like sort of like monitors the big four companies to make right. sure that they're actually doing the right thing. Because during the Enron scandal, I mean, Arthur Anderson partners were actually caught you know, shredding papers with maybe the Enron executives and shit just to hide information because they were overstating their revenues and hiding losses in all these subsidiary accounts. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for getting context. That way the audience can understand what, mm-hmm. what's going on there. So, uh, you, you came to the States at what age? I was 17 at the time. 17. And I'm going to say congratulations because you just got your citizenship. How long ago? <laughs> uh, I think it was two years two three years ago well, congratulations seriously yeah thank you because everything that's going on i think gives the audience a little bit of context and understanding you know a lot of us are here in the states you know i'm uh, people in the uh, served in the military look different and we went over uh you know and i have a, a, a good friend of mine that he actually you know he joined and he didn't become a citizen until he joined the u.s military so it's pretty cool and mm-hmm. I, I i respect the fact that and that everyone should as a u.s citizen that had to go through the process because people some people are born that didn't have to go through what you good what you went through right yeah and it was a it was a process yeah it's a long process but you know finally made it great to be nigerian american it's good to be dual citizenship so so thank you for the introduction let's just get right into it what we're here for okay. this topic specifically ea sports mm. give a background what it means to you and then we'll get right into it so and how you even got into it i mean I, before we really get into it, I, in America, we call it the education for the people in the States and outside. In America, we call it soccer, but the 80, 90% of the rest of the world calls it football. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's very important to decipher. Right. Because so, unfortunately, most people are like, it's not football, football in the NFL. You know, so right. you be careful sometimes. And, you know, people are so like, no. I guess, is your question esports or is it no, it like is soccer? Cause it's like, esports. Oh, sorry. But I'm just making the, the audience understand the distinction. Mm, yeah. In America, we call soccer soccer. Outside of the United States, it's what's called football. Yeah. So and, I, and I'm saying some Americans that might not understand that. Mm-hmm. That's why I just want to make the distinction yep. before we get into EA Sports and what you do, and that, that makes sense. I, I guess I'll just start with football, right, or soccer. So I, I played soccer, football, when I was back in Nigeria growing up. In, I grew up in a city in the southeastern part of Nigeria called Aba. So I played street football out there, and obviously when I came to the States, I still played in college. I played in undergrad before, well, not undergrad, grad school at USC before I dropped out. And I still play now. I'm working professionally. You know, I join all the leagues uh, that are like in the city that I'm living in. When I was in Virginia, I participated in the FXA league. And now here I'm, I'm in Philadelphia. I'm playing in the Heyday Athletics League. So I've always played soccer since my since I was a kid. And then for esports, pretty much the same thing. I mean, as I played soccer back home, I also used to play video games. So I played a lot of um like. The game I used to play when I was growing up was called Winning Eleven, which is Pro Evolution now. But at the moment, I play FIFA and I go to FIFA tournaments and I compete. And I've hosted a few um, live and online tournaments. But for the most part, I just want to exist in the esports scene just because I find it very mentally stimulating. And um, it's, I mean, you can see Facebook is 
changing up to like metaverse, trying to um, take advantage of like the gamification of like most things in life. So I just enjoy the video games, FIFA, and I have a startup that is like geared towards having like an esports team that's going to be competing in FIFA, Formula One, and Fortnite as well. There's a lot of like other different video games that are like very popular, but like my focus is just those three: FIFA, Formula One, and Fortnite. That's awesome, man. Um, so, what really piqued your interest in terms of wanting to really get into uh, EA Sports and the gaming whole industry? Because it's actually very interesting. The the market really is not in the states; it's like over in Asia and in other parts of the world. Um, I think I was just interested in it because I watched soccer. I played soccer, and playing soccer virtually was just the next um, natural step, right? And at the time when I was back in Nigeria, there were no like formal tournaments or anything. But when I came to the states, when I was actually in college, actually I was a, I think I was a freshman or sophomore at the time. This was in 2008. I competed in this tournament, FIFA Interactive World Cup, FIFA 08, and I actually finished first in the on the leaderboards for the North American um, region, and I qualified for the tournament in Berlin. And I was supposed to go, but that's a whole lot of story. But I believe I was the first Nigerian to actually qualify for like an eSports World Cup FIFA tournament back then. And I was in college. And explain to the audience, because what you said, it's they were like, what the hell is this guy talking about? No, I mean, you have to, we get it, but yeah. can you break it down a little bit, like what that, what you're doing? Like so, your video games, right? So the video game, they had a tournament. It was actually a $20,000. Because in the States, it's not big. That's why we want, this is a great episode, but we want to make sure that everyone on it's the It's getting baseline. bigger. I mean, you can see the four, like Fortnite tournament prizes right. are like a million dollars. There's all the games like League of Legends, Dota, yeah, 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 yeah. Counter Strike that have significant, you know, tournament prize winning. So FIFA is sort of lagging behind in terms of like how much you can potentially make, but it's a still like a, a great sport for me. So I enjoy playing it, and that's what I do. Yeah, and how I think you mentioned how long you've been doing this since I would I would say ninety eight. I think. 1998 was the year I sort of like got into actually enjoying football, watching football and, you know, actually playing when I was little because um, France 98 occurred, right? France won the World Cup that year. And I really got into football for the first time during that World Cup. And then my dad, at the time he came back from the States and he, he bought us like a PlayStation 1 and I had FIFA 98 on that. So my brother and I, we always used to play France versus Brazil every time, like throughout the vacation period when we were little, we just play France versus Brazil. I was always beating him because he wasn't so good, but yeah. You beat him? Of course. <laughs> Guy, yo. No humility with you, right? I'm kidding. I'm, I mean, just, I'm just giving you. I'm just I mean, humility. my brother is interested in Formula One. He's like. Yeah, no, we, we know. Yeah, we so, talked about that. Yeah, he, so he, he likes the Formula One so a lot. So he's like part of like this startup incubator that we're trying to create with the esports team where. He's going to sort of like head the Formula One side of it. And I'll do FIFA because that's what I know. And then we'll figure out someone for Fortnite. So if anyone out there in the audience is like, well, we just talked to a lady the other day about incubators. Incubator. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, and, and I, I like the fact that she was, she's a amazing woman and mm-hmm. she does, uh, she was just speaking about, you know, startups. Right. And yeah. how they call them incubators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, they refer, refer, correct me if I'm wrong. Today, they were more referred to them as startups, right? Than incubators. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, 
startups incu- like incu- the- an incubator is almost like a program where you go and maybe you meet other like entrepreneurs and they're working on something and you share resources you get advice you meet people you Cause, network because so. i didn't ask her the question and you know we, we had a great interview i didn't ask her the question for the audience to go into what it, could you explain a little bit incubator and startup I know it's I mean, way off topic, it's, but it's the same, same thing. thing. I mean, but can yeah. you can you shed context? I mean, a startup is the entity, right? The right. entity that has either goods or services, and they are going into an incubator to sort of maybe get funding or to network or to just like take advantage take advantage of resources, like almost like open open what do they call it open source. Communication, well, it's right? venture capital type of stuff. Yeah, right? exactly. They're, you have access to yeah, those sort of for, people as well. Yeah, you're, you're trying to build capital. Right, exactly. It's so, a whole concept, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so when you you've traveled to some of these places, when you travel to these events, which is this new, I mean, you and I have spoke offline about it, but when you travel to like New York and you travel to places, what's that? What's that? I mean, I'm happy. Like you're playing video games, exactly, and it's like I said, you like. The, the last time I went to a tournament was in New York. I took a train from, like, a, the Amtrak train from Philly to New York. And it was just, what, about two hours train ride. Got there. It was $1,000 at stake, essentially. So that's what gets me so, um, I guess, motivated, motivated about motivated. it. Because I'm having fun. And then sometimes it's, like, prize winnings involved. But for the most part, I'm just having fun, right? Because I'm playing it. I watch the EPL. I support Arsenal. And I play soccer in real life as well. So it's just everything all comes together. It's almost like when I play FIFA, it reinforces what's good practice in a soccer field. And when I go out there in a soccer field, I sort of like replicate what I think should be done. And it just it just works out well. It's a symbiotic sort of relationship for me. And my next point is about the markets. Why do you think certain things the U.S. is sometimes nothing wrong with it like slow to catch on because i mean like cryptocurrency other things like that like it, it seems like the u.s is catching on you know later does that make sense in terms of like yeah sports you would you know asia or different markets mm-hmm. where you're speaking about it's it's the market's huge I mean, i've done the research like it's it's the u.s is just catching you know they, you go to you do go to them in the states but it's not like even Africa and Asia and Europe and South America, it's the markets are huge there for the, what you're speaking about. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? Why do you think it's 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 finally catching on in the states? I just think maybe um, China is way ahead, just because they're way ahead on a few things technologically wise, right? So, but I mean, I think the last time I, I was reading something where they're they're gonna cut down the number of hours that kids are gonna be exposed to like playing video games, so maybe that might change things. Like geographically, in terms of like esports viewership and you know revenue, where where the money's coming from. But I think the U.S. is right up there. I mean, they have Fortnite tournaments. That's a lot of money. Formula One has esports series like tournaments that also has like significant prize winnings and like sponsorship, pub- publisher fees, and media rights. So I don't I don't necessarily think that um, the U.S. is lagging behind. It's just more China has like a more outsized you know, impact in, in what they are doing there. But I think the U S is fine. You think so? Yeah. hundred percent. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm just asking. asking. There's like esports teams in the U S cloud nine GG. There's like phase clan and hopefully mine. No, but but we'll get there. (laughs) 
But the audience, some of them have no idea what you're talking about. Well, yeah, I mean, you never know. I'm sure there are people no, out there that, are, that but... might know these entities and or teams or, yeah, I'm pretty sure there, there's a lot of people who actually know things about you. Maybe you don't, but there's people out there. Not who... me. I didn't, say, I didn't. I'm just saying, I'm trying to educate everyone I can every day. Fair enough. I mean, they'll, they, they'll they hear might... something different, right? Not just the States. People might not even know outside of the States they might listen to this. That, that's why we just want to make sure that Fair they enough. understand. Yeah, that's right. The, they, they under, make, I, I, I try to break everything I do mm-hmm. in every episode. I try to break it down so that every person, be it their... Yep demographic age mm-hmm. culture ethnicity they understand what the you know overall what we're trying to do and understand a, a basic yeah understanding. i get that yeah and that's why i if i ask you a question it's just for yeah, you know that's it. that's all yeah. yeah so so it leads me right into it mm-hmm. uh when you go to the tournaments does it get you feel uh intimidated or is there ever pressure or is there ever you know when you look at some people like, oh my gosh this is the, like a gamer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or does it get competitive before you even actually... Because you're competing on video games, correct? Mm-hmm. Did you... Is it like... It's like going... It's like some of these people play in Las Vegas against like really big... They call them high rollers, right? Yep. They come in with a million, three million dollars. Yep. I'm sure there's guys like... You go to some of these tournaments that are like... They're well known throughout the States or outside that really are good at gaming. Yep. Are they there? Yeah. That's right. I mean, I think the, I'm asking the right question. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the tournament I went to in New York is actually hosted by yeah, OSNYC. New, New, New York or New York City? New York City, New York, Manhattan, in Manhattan. Okay, in, in Lower Manhattan. Not, yeah, OSNYC. And anytime those guys host a tournament, all the best like FIFA gamers in the U.S. at least in the East Coast, they oh, all show okay, up. Okay. They all show up because I've seen them a number of times and they're pretty good. They always almost win it. I've gotten to the quarterfinals, semifinals a few times. So break it down to the people. Then how does it work when they break it down like that? Like when, like any competition, but like what do you, what do they do in terms of breaking it down? Like how do you win? Like what do you like? You're, there's a hundred people, let's say. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just basic, but I'm I'm asking so we can have context. Mm-hmm. You're competing. How does it get breaking down? Then you beat those people. It's just like a like a, a chart, right? Like, right, right. Yeah. So like, okay. So the last tournament, like I said, it's a knockout tournament, right? It could be, let's say, there's seventy two players. Anybody, like whatever round you're in, if you beat the person or you lose, you're out. So it's just one game. You only have ninety minutes in virtual FIFA time to either win or lose. So if you lose, you're out. Right. So yeah, it's a knockout tournament. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But like like you said, those the best players they are typically there, and yeah, there's a pressure, and I wouldn't say intimidated. I'm usually just very excited to be there because I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Because I was when I was growing up back in Nigeria, I used to, I imagined in my mind that, hey, I'm playing this stuff. My mom and my dad, they were like, sometimes they would seize my game. They'll be like, hey, go study a book. Don't don't just play video games. But I could see that it's like you can make competition off of it and. This, it could be potential for big money in it. Monetizing. So, yeah, exactly. So I always knew like, it's just like sports, right? So I, I was just like passionate about it. So anytime in those tournaments, I'm just like, I'm just happy. There's really no pressure. I would like to win, but for the most part, I'm just having fun. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. So any plans for, the, we're going, we're going to, to we're, uh, close it off here in a minute. I know you're, you're very busy, man. Last few questions. 
anything that you have coming up before the prior the end of the year in terms of tournaments or how can and, and also how can people we'll get well I thought, we'll summarize at the end guest if the audience wants to know how to reach you or uh reach out but how does someone get involved with this involved in esports? yeah they're playing these kind of in these, these tournaments i think it all depends on what yeah it all depends on what like I guess the genre of video game that you're interested in. If you're interested in FIFA, then you look for FIFA tournaments. But there's so many games, right? There's League of Legends, there's Call of Duty, there's Dota, there's Counter-Strike. So it all depends on the genre. And then you just have to look for those tournaments. But if you're trying to get involved with sort of like the startup that I have in an incubator program called Savages Only Esports, I think you can just find me on IG at dd.otc. And I think my two startups, both my consultant and tax practice and the esports team, they are both like linked to my profile. So you can always get in touch with me. Wow. There it was. You answered my last few questions, but look, I don't have to ask you that. What's that? Well, I was going to ask you how people reach you. You just answered. Yeah, dd.otc. You find me. Well, we'll I have go, like an accounting and, and we'll do tax it, practice. And we'll do it on when we launch the episode. We'll put there, if you're cool with it, we'll oh, yeah, put yeah, the information I'll, on there. I'll, I'll send yeah. it to you. Yeah, yeah we'll absolutely. Go. Um, wow, that's amazing, man. Video games, you make money now. <laughs> yeah, you do. You don't even have to work anymore. Just play video games. <laughs> Get on Twitch. And that's all. What would you say to young people today? Um, that want to get into something not just young people people regardless of it how would you advise because this is the big thing we do all in motion right we're all mm -hmm. everybody knows we're all in motion we're always moving but the idea the goal of this podcast is to educate spread awareness mm -hmm. obviously big things mental health and things of that nature but someone like yourself you you went through it you made it we're, we're close we're cool how would you tell someone younger or someone coming up like, hey, listen, they want to get involved in someone like doing what you do? How would you advise? I think, I think for the most part, what I would say is not to lose like sort of like your playful side because that side is always what there's always something in that side, the playful side that's like that's got all the intuition. So whatever it is that you could be interested in and you're passionate and you don't have to like no one tells you hey, go do this, like school or classes or exams or or sometimes even now nine to five work, right? Like they send you work or project. If it comes internally, like whatever you find exciting and that just sort of like motivates you without anyone telling you to do it, that's sort of what you need to put your 100% in. And I think you never know. The sky's the limit. Wow. And, and then I think it's the last thing. Amazing. <laughs> no, it's it, the... Uh what we want to know is the fact is you have bad days like we all do. Your bad day, what do you do for you to come out of that bad day? Hmm. It's a uh, question I pose to everybody now. It's a new it's a new thing. To be honest, I, I guess just in general for for me to distress or to like take my mind off maybe having a bad day, the easiest thing for me to do is usually Go take it out on someone on FIFA. Go play FIFA seasons and win someone or just, you know, go play FIFA, right? Or I just kind of like catch up with like Arsenal podcast or I listen to All Emotion podcast. Thank you. All Emotion appreciate that. <laughs> and just do something else different, you know, read the Wall Street Journal. Like I really enjoy reading WSJ. So like just 
put my mind into something different that's not what's frustrating me. So that's all. Right. Is there uh, anything you want to anything you want to close on? I think that's it. I mean, I just want to say I'm a certified public accountant with a passion for esports and FIFA gaming. So if you want to get in touch with me, just find yeah. me on Instagram at dd.otc and you know we can get cracking. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, Didi. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on, Jake. We'll, we'll put all your information out there like you asked us to. I and people can definitely it. contact your tax business. And is it EA or eSports? eSports. eSports. So electronic sports. Okay. eSports. You got it right. Finally. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you again, Didi, for stopping by on Motion and educating our audience on eSports. Amazing. Please be sure to follow All in Motion podcast on Instagram, YouTube, and Spotify. You can also follow all content episodes at Linktree at All Motion Podcast. This is Jake again. Take care and Happy New Year.